Hi, everybody. Welcome to the KC Chiropults podcast brought to you by Cats Consultants, helping doctors keep their pulse on success. I'm Dr. Michael Perush, and I'm joined with my good friend, Dr. Troy Fox here in the studios today. So Troy, you're always the keeper of the, uh, of the topic for the day. What's on the plate today? Well, this is a hot topic because we're we're seeing it all over the news right now. The email that I received that I that I thought really kind of hit home, kind of hit the bullseye that everybody's thinking about right now is about inflation. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the the question asked was with the inflation that we're seeing right now, we're seeing it across the board, whether it's fuel or food or, or, or housing or whatever, everything's gone up. Obviously we all know that. Right. How does that affect my practice? You know, I think a lot of people are concerned long-term about, you know, are patients not going to utilize chiropractic care? What what do I need to do from a standpoint of my patients to ensure that they're they're taking care of themselves? Mm-hmm. You know, because that's a lot of it as a chiropractor. It's not really uh, it's not really a numbers game as much as it is. How do I get my patients to take care of themselves in the way that they should? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's how I see practice. <clears throat> so, what do you think about that? What do you say? Wow, I think there's a lot to unpack there. We've we've got how long? Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's, my brain's going in so many different directions. Number one, in fact, I was just reading an article, kind of about this topic the other day. That because of inflation, people are putting off healthcare decisions again. So mm-hmm. we just came out of the pandemic. People are putting it off during the pandemic for obvious reasons, and then here we are out of the pandemic. Boom! Inflation hits, maybe recession, and people are now starting to think about putting off healthcare again. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you're running a healthcare practice, that commentary should perk your ears just a little bit. So wh- what can I do to overcome that? Well, in my opinion, I think chiropractic offers one of the best values, not just because we're lower on the expense totem pole compared to other healthcare, you mm-hmm. know, compare a chiropractic adjustment, for example, to uh, um, orthopedic surgery of the lumbar spine, mm-hmm. pretty wide gap there. Yeah. So I think if chiropractors will get out there and show their value to people and the value is in two sectors, one, it's the affordability of chiropractic care. And it's the ability for chiropractic care to help patients, people stay healthy, which helps them avoid other healthcare related expenses. Mm -hmm. So chiropractic is kind of that great little insurance plan, if you will, to help offset those bigger expenses that you don't want to be exposed to in this kind of an economy. Um, you know, I think there's a whole bunch of other things too. Number one, let's just go back to the economics of practice for a minute. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned it. Costs are going to go up, right? Everything's mm-hmm. on the rise. So two things to that as well. What have you done with your fee structure? You know, mm-hmm. are you one of those docs that hasn't raised your prices in 15 years? You might want to think about doing that. You know, your, your practice should keep a, keep pace with uh, with inflation every year. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why you shouldn't. And number two, your cost of goods is going to go up. So what are your goods? Mm-hmm. Face paper, um, 
analgesic gels, ultrasound gels, electrostim pads, you know, you name it, your costs are going to go up. We all mm -hmm. still need to be cleaning the office like we were during the pandemic and just making sure we're showing patients and just doing a good job of cleaning. Well, guess what? Your cleaning supplies are going to go up. Paper towels are going to go up. Toilet paper is going to go up. And so I think we have to play the commodities game just a little bit right now. Mm -hmm. If you've got a an extra closet or a storage room or a, a back room somewhere where you can store some things. If I was you, I'd be buying a lot of those things right now. Lock in today's prices. I, again, mm -hmm. I always kind of stay tuned into economics and things. And they're talking about by midsummer that the, the rise in costs that we've seen so far is going to be nothing compared to where they may be going, especially mm -hmm. if gas gets to eight, nine, 10 bucks a gallon you know, that's all getting passed back to the consumer. And so all your items that you use, office supplies, paper, whatever it might be, it's going to go up in price, you know, and start to think right. too, think a little bit long-term, you know, if you live in a, a <clears throat> snow belt somewhere, you know, even, even where you're at, Troy, you get snow mm -hmm. and ice from time to time. So what do you use in the winter time um, for your clinic in your home when there's snow and ice? You know, mm -hmm. how about salt and de-icer and those kind of things? They're going to be cheaper today. I realize it's probably not on the shelf in the middle of the summer, but they're going to be cheaper today than they are come November, December. Mm -hmm. you know, so think ahead. What else? Light bulbs, those kind of things. Whatever you consume in the office, I would start buying up some supplies of it. You know, mm -hmm. so what, what if you have a hundred rolls of toilet paper sitting in the back room? Is it going to go bad? No. As long as you don't let it get wet or something, it's not going to go bad. So why not just go ahead and lock in today's prices? Right. So let me ask you this. So Because mm -hmm. I got one other to, thing too. Oh, okay. Go ahead. No, and then go I'll ahead. ask you the question. No, go ahead. Ask the question. Well, mine would be, my question is going to take you into a whole different area. So mm -hmm. go ahead. If you've got one other thing, throw it in there and then I will, then I will ask you the question. Well, I think, I think we're going to see another shift in consumer buying mentality as well. Mm-hmm. And I think consumers are going to be thinking that same way. They're going to be thinking, how can I stock up on some things and block in today's prices? The other thing is, what can I do without? What can mm -hmm. I cut out? And they're going to cut out. They're going to, they're going to start with the things that are just luxury items. Well, healthcare is not really a luxury item unless we're talking cosmetic surgery or something. But Right. People are going to start looking at things that they can cut back on, and it's going to be based on something you probably don't even realize. It's going to be based on the level of trust that consumer has with that company. If you're highly trusted, they're probably going to stick with you, especially in chiropractic. I think part of the trust that we build is the fact that we give off energy and we create that personal interaction with people compared to some other healthcare providers that don't. Mm -hmm. um, but I think consumers are going to start to detach from places where they don't have a great deal of trust. So I think you're going to see people start to get more um, loyal to certain mm -hmm. types of things and let other things go by the wayside. So I, if I was in, if I was you in practice right now, I would really <clears throat> try to think long and hard of how can we measure our trust with our patients and our community? I would agree. And that was actually the question I was going to ask you was, <laughs> was from that standpoint, because we had talked about that a little bit 
prior to this podcast, we talked a little bit about trust level. And so I want to throw in here, how do you increase your trust level? Well, number one, listen to your patients. I mean, that's yep. probably, that's probably key. Uh, that's, that's primary. The secondary thing that I look at is understand and know what other procedures and techniques are being used with your patients to the conditions that you treat, because you can look at outcomes with other treatments and you can look at costs associated with, and there are times that you may look at a patient and say, okay, you can go out and have X done. Mm -hmm. And I already know what this is going to cost. And if you've got a deductible on your insurance, you're not going to like this very much. You can go with, and we see this a lot with, you know, even opioid treatment and stuff. And, and I know Florida is a, is a big state that says, hey, we need to reduce cost <clears throat> and we need to reduce opioid usage. We've right. got to find a way that we can treat these people. I think we're going to see another push towards that with a recessionary state or a high inflationary state. Mm -hmm. You're also going to see that where consumers themselves are going to look at it and go, do I need to have a procedure that there's no guarantee on, or do I need to, do I need to try something that is less invasive that there's no guarantee on? Because we can't make guarantees that, that, that just gets you in right. trouble when you say, right. I guarantee you that I can, you know, now that's not what I'm asking you to do. But if you look at what the options are out there and you go, listen, I've got a low cost alternative that may or may not work just like the high cost alternative and we may be able to create some real value for you. And if that patient is somebody that's worked with you in the past and you've shot straight with them, you've given them, you've given them knowledgeable answers, and you have also helped them weigh the differences and said, you know, and said, you know what, whatever decision you make, I'm good with. It's not in a scolding manner, but right. we're just trying to actually be an advocate for that patient. I think that's how you develop trust with your patients. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, you know, I'll give you a great example. And this kind of fits in with what you were just talking about. Let's say you have a patient that's been a patient a long time and they're having foot pain mm -hmm. and they're at home thinking, you know, I really need to do something about this foot pain. And so they start thinking, okay, what doctor should I go to? Well, I don't want to go to my regular, regular doctor because, you know, it's so hard to get in and blah, blah, blah. And will they really do anything? You know, most of the time when I go there, I don't even actually see the doctor. So maybe, maybe I should mm -hmm. try a podiatrist. I've never been to a podiatrist. So I'm not real sure if I want to go to a podiatrist. So they think, well, I'm going to ask around and see if I've got anybody I know that's seen a podiatrist and maybe I can find out what their experience mm -hmm. was. In the meantime, they have an appointment at your office to get an adjustment. Mm-hmm. I walk in and they say, wow, doc, you know, I'm really having some foot problems. Do you know a good podiatrist in the area? You see where I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. If you've yeah. got a oh, good yeah. trusted relationship with your patients, guess what? They're going to come to you with their other problems, their foot problems, their shoulder problems, their wrist problems, not realizing that you probably can help them with it, but they're going to come to you first and ask, do you have a mm -hmm. reliable place you can refer me to? Do you know what I should do about this? That's trust. That's building trust with people. Mm -hmm. And I think trust is born a lot out of creating an empathetic culture in your practice for patients. So they feel comfortable with you Two, mm -hmm. having great communication with patients. And part of that is not only helping them understand the extent of what you do in your clinic, but 
also putting yourself out there as the person that, hey, if you're having another issue going on, bring it in, come in, let me, let me be the center of helping you go to the right place, for example, kind of mm-hmm. that second opinion, if you will. And number three, it's almost like the HMO, it's almost like the HMO environment, right? You know, where, where you had the, you had the point of care doctor that said, you need to go here. You need to go here. This can be taken care of here. The conduit. And that's how a lot of our patients are because they trust right. us to be able to tell them the correct answer. Right. And I think that, sorry, I think number the, three. Yeah, no, I think that, I think the third point of the trifecta, if you will, is, is great customer service. People will never mm-hmm. leave great customer service. I'm going to say that again. People will never leave great customer service. They just won't. If they enjoy the service they get, even in today's inflationary times, people don't really think so much about what they're paying because you've taken care of them internally. And there's so much pain and strife and negativity out there right now. Good Lord, it's, I think, the worst I've ever seen. Mm-hmm be that environment where they can come and be safe and happy and feel taken care of and then get people to go out into the community and be that, that chiropractic uh, soldier for you. And so that they tell other people about how great you are, how trustworthy you are, how, what a trusted environment you create and the service that you provide. And I, I think that in and of itself if that's what you do, I think you're going to beat inflation about as well as you can. Oh, I would agree. Yeah. I mean, everything, everything you've said, I agree with, and it fits right into your practice. If you're, if you, and you use the word empathetic, that is such a strong, powerful word because when a patient walks through the door, if you're not communicating and you're not empathetic, I've seen situations where the patient walks through the door and they're wanting to tell you what's going on, but you are glossing over that because the only thing you can think of is lay down on the table because I want to see what's going on with you. So you're not hearing it, but yet you still care about the patient. Mm-hmm. You love them to death. That's why you're trying to get them on the table so you can take a look to see what's going on with them, but you're not hearing them. Right. And sometimes when we're not heard, the empathy doesn't show through. Right. You can't just, you, you know, you can't just do it without words. I mean, you can, but you know what I'm saying is that if you're not listening, they're already thinking, well, he's not listening to me. And now I'm laying down here on the table and he didn't hear what I had to say. And people Even know. Though and, and I tell people sometimes, hey, what's going on with you today? Go ahead and tell me. It may not change the way that I treat you today because I don't just use pain as an indicator of how I'm going to treat you, but I do want to know what's going on. You know, sure. so tell me how you're feeling today. You know, yeah. and that's that opens the door for them to tell you about any other problems that they're having as well. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes they just flat, sometimes they flat <laughs> forget to tell you. And you see him getting up off the table. I had a patient this morning, he was getting up off the table. And he starts, he starts doing, I got to get my hand in front. He starts doing this. He's kind of, and I'm like, is your wrist bothering you? He's like, yeah. He goes, I was shoveling out in the yard and hit a couple of rocks out there and it's a little bit sore. And I said, well, do you want me to take a look at it? Well, yeah, that'd be great. You know, sometimes it's, sometimes it's, it's the nonverbal cues as well, because he had completely forgotten to tell me about his wrist, but yet it was bothering him. So once he got adjusted and he's like, man, my low back feels really good right now. Now all of a sudden he goes, oh yeah, my wrist. So I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So and I that's, think com- that, yeah. Communication you know, and empathy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, 
you know, that's how you build those trusted relationships. And once you have those trusted relationships, again, great inflation fighter. I, we've given you so many tools today. Oh yeah. About fighting inflation. It's unreal. I, th- this is, this is one to pack away and watch over and over again, probably. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I think, you know, and, and that all goes under the umbrella of loving on your patients. Yep. Do, do what love. you love and love what you do and love your patients and, and you'll fight inflation every time. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So if you uh, want to learn more about what we do at Cats Consultants, go to catsconsultants.com. If you'd like to schedule a breakthrough call with me, you can just go to the very top of the first page of our website, schedule a consult that goes right to my calendar. You can schedule with me. Troy, if they want to send in a comment, a question, something they want to hear you and I banner around on the podcast, where do they send the message to? Really easy one. Troy at Cats Consultants with the K, catsconsultants.com, Troy at catsconsultants.com. Send us questions, comments. We'll tell you what color the sky is if you ask. Maybe. <laughs> easy enough. Maybe not. Easy enough. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, from all of us here at Cats Consultants, thanks for tuning in today to the KC Chiropults podcast brought to you by Cats Consultants, helping doctors keep their pulse on success. So from all of us here, we'll see you soon. Yep. See ya.